Four Midwest Guys presents Mandalorian Review. back to you for Midwest Guys presents the Mandalorian Review. Uh, John Steph couldn't be with us this week, but as always, I have down in the corner this week, Mr. Brian Eggenbauer. Hey, what's up, what's up? And with me, uh, she joined us last night for our very special breaking news podcast and all the big Star Wars announcements, my daughter, Gabriella. Now, as you know, as I explained last time, I'm an overprotective parent and father, so I don't like her face being out there since she's underage. So therefore, she has a helmet on for her own protection. But say hi, Gabby. Hi. I can't see. <laughs> That's fine. You don't have to see. You just have to talk, honey. So well, I have to see the note. You'll be fine. Just listen. Okay. It'll be fine. Everything okay. will be just fine, okay. I promise. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this, uh, so we're into, we're fine. We're on the second last episode of season, season two, episode seven, chapter 15, The Believer. Um, let's do our non spoiler. So, Brian, what did you, you think of The Believer overall? I thought it was overall it was a good episode. Uh, <laughs> um, it didn't kind of t- turn out the way I thought it was going to turn out. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, uh, it kind of followed the, the, what we what we kind of talked about last week, what we kind of anticipated, mm-hmm. um, based on what we knew who was coming back and whatnot. We kind of guessed, for the most part, what was going to happen. Right. Um, there was there was some pretty de- pretty decent scenes in it, mm-hmm. and uh, it felt like a lot of um, like what I wanted to call this episode was redemption, even though it's called the Believer. Yeah, that's a, that would be a good alternate title. I agree. Um, Gabby, what do you think? Just not giving away anything on the episode. What, what? Um, it was pretty good. I actually liked this one a lot more than some of the other ones that there were. So, you know. Okay. That's awesome. I, I agree with Brian that this one could have been called Redemption. Um, this one was very much, uh, no, again, I don't want to give any details away, but it's a very good episode. It, it takes things and kind of... I won't say flip-flops it a little bit, but it, it gives it a diff- that different perspective uh, on things, kind of, sort of, in a way, and, and uh, is uh, got some sacrifice in there, I think, even, um, it, from a certain point of view. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's, it's a really, really good episode. All right, so with that in mind, everything going forward, we are going to break, we're going to go into the episode, and we will be spoiling the episode. So uh, make sure that you watch the episode from this point forward. Watching us, make sure you've watched the episode. All right, so let's talk about the very first scene. I, the the prison salvage yard, workyard, also known as the Carthen Chop Fields, which is what we learned from last last week. Um, I really love this. I dig this. We got uh, you got more Walker cranes. We saw that again. Um, you've got the wreckage. You've got wrecked Tie fighters everywhere. Wreckage left over from the war. Um, they're just breaking it down. It's a work camp for prisoners, and they're you know. They're breaking all this stuff down and turning it into salvage. Um, it, I really dug this. It's definitely got that brings back that Star Wars used universe feel that I love. Which you know, and it's just very practical because of what's ha- what what the the galaxy's gone through against in the Galactic Civil War and the uh, everything that's happened. Um, what do you think, Brian, of the the opening scene? Yeah, it definitely reminded me of a salvage yard and. Um... It felt like um, I, I thought it would have been kind of neat to have um, if you see piles of, of certain certain uh, spaceships and stuff mm-hmm. together, oh, okay. or them taking or, or them taking pieces of and see them trying to rebuild. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like take them because that, that's basically what they were doing is they were breaking down all the metal. Yeah, the to reforge it. it to make to make new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was it was kind of cool. I yeah. Think it, 
Yeah, I really liked it. How do you like it, Gabby? Um, well, I definitely wasn't expecting it, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it does look like a scrapyard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, one thing I did, that I did take away from this, because we were kind of expecting a prison break, and we didn't get that. It, apparently, you know, because I kind of thought that uh, Cara Dune's Marshall title was maybe slightly honorary, like she's working with them, but she's lightly affiliated with No, she's a full-on fledged sworn in marshal because she was able to you know to go through the red tape and then do like a 48 hours kind of thing with him and in, in, in a criminal release to help them you know solve a case kind of thing uh get yeah. him get him released into her custody uh you know so that kind of surprised me what do you think brian yeah i mean i we anticipated a, a prison break because we had you know we have bubba fett and we had uh what's her name fennec chan yeah fennec chan so we had, you know, I thought we were, were going to we were going to get some kind of prison break because he had to go find him. Yeah. You know, that's, that was how that episode kind of left off. Like we need to find where he's at so we can go get him. But it turned out it was just find where he is and let's remand let's go him. pick him up. Yeah, I remand yeah. him in my pick him up. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, and then the other part I really liked about the opening scene was how. Boba Fett walks out and he thinks he's like, "Oh, I thought you were somebody else." And then Mando walks out. He's like. Oh crap! <laughs> yeah. Even though he should be, he should be more afraid of Boba Fett, but he doesn't know that, obviously. But uh, and uh, the other thing, Boba Fett got a uh, a brand new paint job. He uh, he go ahead, he went ahead and repainted his armor <laughs> in between episodes. So he, yep. he looked he looked better. I thought anyway. Yeah, I I think they both look good. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to Inside Slave One. Um, just wanted to bring this up. I we actually got to see the inside of Slave One, other than the cockpit. In the past movies and stuff, we've only seen them climb up in the cockpit. You actually got to see how the interior of the ship rotates as the ship goes from landing mode and then flies like this the rest of the, the way. So you got to see all that really move around like a yeah, gyros. Yeah, like a gyroscope. Yeah. I thought that was that was pretty cool. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought that was neat. Um, and then uh does the, the toy didn't do that no no they didn't he was <laughs> he didn't do that at all yeah, you, you threw you yeah, threw Han in the back and, and that's all it did you, yeah <laughs> you threw Han in the back and you had you had both fed in there and you're like does he when he flies does he fly upside down what? how does this work <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was yeah it was very it was very cool to be able to see the whole the, the whole where it moves side to side and, and you know as the ship moved it stayed basically steady, so there was no like seasickness, if you will. Yeah, if I remember right on the toy, it's been years. You actually loaded Boba Fett in like he was already flying the ship. <laughs> so yeah. when he landed, it he was always back down. So yes, I think that's how it worked. And then you just threw Han's carbonite in the back of the ship, and that was yeah. that was it. Mm -hmm. So so yeah, the so sailor was pretty cool, really cool to see. Um, and then we find out we're going to go to um, a Morak, and there's a. A secret imperial refinery there, um, and f they mine rhydonium. Now, rhydonium, uh, I looked it up. It is not coaxium, which is what we we saw in Solo. Uh, rhydonium has been seen though in like Rebels and those red canisters when they're for fuel, so they can fuel starships. They're also used in explosives and whatnot. So there's a little bit of a geek background for you on rhydonium. So it's used for multiple things throughout the galaxy. Explosives as well as fuel. So now, now, right, radonium is that better or worse than coaxium? Uh, it seems to have the same destructive power if it's disrupted. If it, you know, because we saw like the same with the coaxium. The, if the coaxium it was if it overheated before it was refined, it would, you know, it would be explosive. If it broke apart, it was explosive. But it seems radonium is even more unstable than unstable than coaxium because even the slightest bump would cause it to but, become unstable. But, but, so is but, it stronger? But, but but temperature didn't matter. Temperature didn't matter necessarily. So like, so it was so it was more stable. Yes. Where it's more stable in that sense, but as far as yep. as far as the physics of it. So if it's disrupted and moved and shook shooken, then it, it can explode yep. on its own. So or any kind of volatile like we saw. Any kind of uh, you know <clears throat> shot from a, a gun, whatever, what have you. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's, uh, I forgot we, I forgot to do the closer looks. Oh, well. So here's our, our crane real quick. 
and I'll move on to other things here once I get my self situated I was not prepared my apologies so here we are here's a good shot of them inside the slave one by the way with all rotation going on and you can kind of see the in the background there the wheel of the ship kind of spinning them okay so uh, let's move on to scouting uh, Morak um, so they slash the taking of the mining truck um, we find out that the I the that the these this uh, this refinery and it sounds like a lot of X Imperial facilities are now run by X ISB so the secret police of the uh, Empire seem to have taken over the running of these facilities and that they can actually scan you and if you come up if your if your face is already registered in their database or even the Republic's database it's gonna set off an alarm uh, so there's some serious security going on here I found that kind of interesting what do you think about that Brian um, how far we get into this because I found it really interesting that uh Mando's face got scanned, but it didn't uh, register. Right, because it's never been scanned before. So. Right, which would have thrown a flag, right? Well, you'd think, but I think because it's because they were they were making it out if you're if you're in the database as Imperial, you're okay, or if you've never been scanned before, you're okay. So I guess. Oh, uh, okay. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Okay. That's that was where how they were going with it. Because I was I was it was kind of I th I thought it was if you if you didn't scan Imperial, right? Then there was an issue. That would make more sense, but for the storytelling purposes, um, okay, that's not what they I mean, did. I, yeah, so. I mean, it was it was it was interesting though that that was it was like an ATM machine. Yeah, like they would have to do that. Do that. Yeah, like you you have to be yeah like they had to be able to see you before you get money out. Did they take <laughs> yeah, an yeah. old ATM machine and use it? No, no, uh, I don't think so. But that would have been cool that's, to that's, add. That's what it looked like. It looked like an ATM machine. Like as if you're going to the library. <laughs> I, mean, I, need, I need to check out this book. Scan your face, please. Scan your face, please. Uh, <laughs> I did like Boba's joke. Did you catch his joke? He's like, no, what he said. He said, my face may be familiar to them, and I was like, oh, that's funny, because oh yeah, because he's a clone. <laughs> yeah. They may recognize my face, I think is what he actually said, but that's still pretty funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> oh, I just caught on to that now. Yeah, yeah, that was an inside joke. It took, yeah, I didn't catch it until the second time I watched it. Like, oh, oh clone, hum clone humor. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, and then the big thing about when they take, when they take this is, is uh, for the first time, Mando kind of, he's altering his beliefs here he's kind of he's creating um i don't know what 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 you would call it he, he uh, he's um he's altering his beliefs or he's allowing for certain things to happen now uh like the like he was able to take off his he was able to take off his armor as long as he was able nobody got to see his face while he did it and he put on the stormtrooper outfit the mining trooper which i thought was kind of huge brian what do you think about that well, it, it it just seemed to me that he, uh, it's one of those he'll do he'll do anything to get the child back. Yeah, like so he'll do anything to get Grogu back, and um, that the, yeah the yeah the face thing was it was kind of interesting where he's you know he's like I don't still don't want anybody to see my face. Right. Um, Which but, so, so by 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 theory technic technicality. Nobody sees his face, so he's still he's still good to go. He just you know, right? So it was I was just like, oh okay. So he's kind of bending the rules, so to speak. I guess. He's, but uh, Mayfeld knows what his face looks like. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. We're going through the, through the episode, honey. So okay, don't jump ahead. <laughs> uh, also, I did like the uh, look of the uh, of the mining trooper. Um, I don't know. What, what you thought about that, Brian? But I, I like that a lot, actually. That you mean his his up. overall look, or the one, or the ones that ran out from the on the, on the bridge? On the bridge, you had the regular stormtrooper, and then the brown well, brown one's the mud trooper, which we saw in Rogue One. Original. That's where that started. Okay. So that's okay. those were the cute. So the ones they were wearing. And so, and so, the, and so the mining trooper was the the one that they had on. Yeah, the grayish black. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, I thought I thought they all I thought them and the mud trooper looked good. 
yeah I, I really i really dug the mining trooper actually i think better than um I actually like that better, almost even better than the death. I think like the death troopers should look like the mining troopers to me. I like the longer, like it looks more menacing to me. I don't know, maybe it's just oh, me. I got you. But I just really dug the the look of the mining, the mining. I'm calling them a mining trooper. I never, I haven't heard yet if that's official uh, geek terminology yet. But that's what I'm going to call them for what? now. For what they had? Huh? I, they 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 refer to themselves as the uh, the transport. Transport or so, so maybe transport trooper. I I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's, that's what, what I would it say. Is. I would say, I'll call I say transport trooper. Okay, mining transport trooper. We'll, we'll put them together. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know, but yeah, yeah that'll work. I, yeah, I really I really dug that that like MTTs. long. <laughs> yeah, what's that? MTTs. Yeah, MTTs. Yeah, there you go. Got AT A at ats and now MTTs. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dad. Yeah. Call at ats. Yes, I call it out ass. Why? That's what I called it since Why? I was a kid. I don't care. That's what it's AT ATs. We'll get into we'll talk about that later. Okay. We'll talk about it off screen. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to uh, on the road to the refinery. Uh, this is where we find out that, you know, how unstable it really is, the Rhydonium is, you know, they're they're they hit a couple bumps and thing, you know, dispatches talking to the guys ahead of them, you know, hey, slow down. You're volatile, you know, they're monitoring it very closely, so it doesn't take much to set this stuff off. And um, the whole time they're doing this, Mayfield is trying to make his case that believes the side pretty much at the end of the day that him and Mando really aren't that different. Um, and he's, he's trying to make his case. He's like, well, you know, if you're born an Alderaan or if you're born, you know, here, you know, or, or Mandalorian, you've got a completely different set of views, but, you know, it's the same, you know, and he, he's just, he's really trying to make his case that they're not that different after all, that there's not that much difference. Um, what do you think about them trying to, they, the, pretty much the theme of the whole episode is they're, they're doing this sort of thing, kind of a, a twist or a turn on what we know and what we, we what we believe. It's all about beliefs, kind of. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it came down to there's a story behind everybody, and not every you, you don't necessarily know what has gotten to that person at a certain point. Right. Right. So, um, like with with Mayfield, you know, he he did he did his he served his time with the Empire, realized how bad they were, he's fought in all these battles, and decided that's not the way he wanted to go. Yeah. And so he wanted to, he wanted to go against. Uh, against the Empire, mm -hmm. but at the same time, he he didn't he wasn't fighting with rebels, right? Right. He was he was like I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. And that's where it got him in trouble, and that's why you know that's why he was a he was an outlaw or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. He just happened to lie. He he decided to serve the Empire. He probably thought he was doing the the right thing, and then he found that it wasn't, and then he you know it just it snowballed from there. Well, yeah, much much yeah. like we saw in like Solo and everything else, where it was like join the Empire, blah, 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 and it seemed like it was like, yeah, oh, yeah, we'll join the Empire. Yeah, that's a cool thing to do, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the Empire's got everything locked down, and you're like, ooh. Yeah, they're they're not exactly, you find out you're, you're, you're serving the wrong side, and that right. you've become labeled, and you're now part of the stereotype, you know? So yeah, you're part of the problem, not the solution. Right, exactly. And, and you know, Mando's not having any of it. He, he's sticking to his beliefs. He's like, we're nothing alike. He's... <laughs> He even turned, you know, let's make something clear here, pal. And, yep. uh, um, but the whole time Mando is compromising his own beliefs while all this is going on. So you got this kind of dynamic going on between the two and inside himself as well. Um, and then you end up more twisting and turning. You find Mando having to fight rebels who are blowing up the Rhydonium. So <laughs> the good guy dressed as the bad guy now has to fight good guys trying to rescue their planet from the empire <laughs> so right. it's, all, it's all turned around you know it's a very strange sort of feeling um you lost me okay i have so, no idea what you're talking okay about. so when think about it this way so mando is dressed as the transport mining trooper right mm -hmm. in order to keep them from blowing himself up because he's undercover he has to fight people who are fighting against the empire so in a strange twist of events Mando is currently helping the Empire. In this case, mind blown, right? But that's what's going on, because of the circumstances. 
he finds himself kind of halfway, not really, but for his own self-preservation, he's now finding himself having to fight on the Empire's side temporarily. <laughs> temporarily. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was very, it was very odd, um, and I thought it was really interesting. Uh, I don't know if you noticed or not, but they didn't use humans as the rebels that we're fighting against, right? They used all alien creatures aliens. That, yes. that looked like they had like a menacing thing. So like, as we're watching it happen, mm -hmm. we're not actually feeling like he's fighting the good guy. We're feeling kind of feeling like he's fighting the bad guy because he's like, oh, they're look at the creatures. They look bad, so they're he's obviously fighting the bad guys. Right. Yeah. And so, that's you know, and that's you know, that's why some people don't even notice. They're like, oh, right. he was fighting the people that were trying to blow him up. But no, he's he's, he's fighting probably an indigenous species to this planet. That is yep. trying to get the Empire, or the ultimate bad guys, out of uh, you know out of their way. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, we got all that uh, uh, going on. Um, so uh, anyway, but yeah, um, and then it was it was just another strange sight was watching the Tie Fighters rescue him. So he's overwhelmed. He looks like he's going to get overrun by the the indigenous rebels, and then all of a sudden the Tie Fighters come out of nowhere, blast them. And suddenly, stormtroopers and mud troopers run up, and they they're, blast them and massacre. Very, re very reminiscent of like the Millennium Falcon coming out of nowhere. Yes, very much so. And it just like yeah, it's just like and it, it, it's the Empire to the rescue though. <laughs> and yep. And and Mayfield was even like yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah they're coming to save us. Yeah. And it was, and then you get the salute. They get the salute from the damn stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah. Is there. They're they're going by and I'm like this is just wrong. <laughs> I, 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 actually, I actually really I really enjoyed it because it felt like it actually felt like when Luke and Luke and Leia and everybody came back from Blood of the Death Star, yeah. and they're getting out of their getting out of their ship or whatever, and, yeah. and they're getting the pats on the back from everybody. Everybody's celebrating and everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like uh, it's exactly what this felt like. It's in the opposite direction. Yeah, it was and just it's like, like, like yes, yeah. I, I I actually liked it because you know I've always liked stormtroopers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I'm. Yeah, I've always liked that whole like they're part of that group, even though they're horrible, horrible shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, you're right. It, it's very reminiscent of a New Hope. That's a great. <laughs> and I got the shot up right now, and you got all these guys going, putting their arms up in the air, and their stormtroopers going, "Yes, yes," and they're like, "No, no." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> stop, please, somebody stop this. Stop the madness. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, so but let, let's continue. Uh, continue on from there. So Mayfield, they find the 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 um, the terminal in the, the mess hall. But uh, Mayfield is scared to death because he he sees this this new character, this Imperial officer, who who plays a great part, by the way. Maybe the one of the better Imperial officers I've seen on screen in a long time. Um, just how methodical he they are. Or he is with him, you know the way he's uh, from the way he sh uh, uh, he talks, he, his demeanor, the way he was trying to shake down Mando. Anyway, um, we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, I just thought, wow, this guy's incredible. Um, I was sad to see him go, but <laughs> he's a bad guy. Um, but yeah, he looked very uh, uh, Nazi-like. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, yeah I mean that, that's the kind of that's the kind of. Um... The imagery that we get for a lot of a lot of the Empire stuff yeah. is the Nazi. So I mean, it, it, it felt very reminiscent of a of a I mean, what, it, what I would imagine a Nazi, um, not gentleman's club, but a Nazi um, bar or something. Yeah, like a not not Nazi management bar. You know what I mean? Like like the higher ups we go in there and sit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of what it felt like to me because there's hardly anybody in there. Yeah. None of them are stormtroopers. Right. It's all basically upper management going in there. Officers club. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. He was really good. And but and he's scared to death. May. I I, I always want to call him Mayfield. It's May, Mayfeld, I think. But. Uh, I didn't want him to die. He was. Uh, he was. He, he deserved to die. But anyway. I know, but like. Yeah, bad guy wise, I know. Yeah. Know. Yeah. He made a very good bad guy. Um. Hopefully they'll take somebody will watch that and transfer that to the next big bad and one of the other new series coming out. But anyway, um, but yeah, it was uh, he was so scared of this guy. He's he just he locked up. He and then Mando's like, all right, I'll do it. And which I was like, is he really going to take his helmet off? Because if he takes his helmet off, that's it as far as his belief system is con you know 
concerned. If anybody, yeah, go ahead. Well, as I say, what I think is, I think it was what what really caused this is Mayfeld reported this guy, mm-hmm. and it, it was it was it was Mayfeld. He realized what kind of guy this was. It was probably that guy that made him leave the empire. Yeah, yeah, fearful. You know, him specifically. Yeah, he was just like he was like. He, he's like, what do you say? We lost fifteen thousand troops that day, or five thousand troops that day, or whatever. They said that. And he's like, five to ten. Yeah. And they, yeah, they said, and he said, and we lost yeah. it for the for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he goes, Empire. was it was it really for was it really better for them? Yeah, and he, you he, know, he keeps was going it really? For, for, yeah, you know what I mean. It was like, yeah. it was just one of those like, wow, like it was like you could just tell how 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 much it affected him as a person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it. And then, but you could also see it bubbling up too. Mm-hmm. One of those, like it just like it, you could yeah. tell it was like, yeah, ah, oh, crap. Eric, here it comes. But yeah, but I think before I think the bigger the other point that we need to, to make here though is that the sacrifice that that Mando is making, he's already compromised his beliefs once. He's he's making an exception, right? And now he's made. Then he goes off to the terminal, and because the terminal does the facial scan. It won't. He has to take his helmet off. So he literally breaks all the rules, and I think that that needs to be noted. I think that shows a true sign of how much he loves Grogu, because that what is love but sacrifice, right? And he's sacrificing everything. I mean, this is this is how he's been raised since he was the Mandalorians found him. You know, since he was right. a foundling or whatever. So I think it's a it's a huge huge moment for his character and his character development, even that that he's. He, 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 you know, I'm all in at this point for the kid, and it doesn't matter. You right. Know. So this is only like what the second time we've seen his face. Yeah, yeah. They all, we saw him with uh, IG11 and and uh, uh, episode eight, of the, the series finale last year. Yeah, that was the only other time we've seen we've seen him with his helmet off, where they showed yep. his face anyway. Um, yep. So yeah, it's so it's just a huge moment for him that he is, you know, he's compromised his all of his beliefs because of, for the kid for what he calls the kid Grogu. So I, I think that's 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 a, that's a big thing. That's a huge thing for him. And um, you know, I, I think he's. I think that's going to play into if we continue to see him take his helmet off going forward, maybe because now that he's done it, will he do it again? You know, or is he going to stick to the creed and the code? You know, so the the old way, or is he going to go more with the modern way? You know, of of doing things. So I think that's huge. Um, anything else you can think of about the, the helmet that come to mind when you think about that? What I mean, no. that, like, the kind of, it kind of reminds me of like Catholics. Yeah, tradition. You know, the, the whole the whole Roman Catholic versus American Catholic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, the where, two sides. Yeah, where everything you felt like everything was one mm-hmm. for the longest time, and then. They realized that American Catholic was turning into like Sister Act, <laughs> where it was more of a cel- where it was a celebration, right? And Rome and Roman Catholics said, "No, we that's not what this is. Mm-hmm. So this is what you're going to do." And then right. you had a lot of Catholics say, "Okay, see ya." Right. Yeah. And that's kind of like that's kind of like what this feels like to me is that the way Man Mando was raised Roman Catholic, <laughs> and he's slowly but surely falling into the. American Catholic, yeah, American, or yeah. the the modern, the modern, yeah, theme uh-huh. way of doing things. The, mo- the modern Mando, the modern Mando, if you will, yes. Um, <laughs> but you know, the other thing I thought about when it scanned his face, I'm like, oh shit, this could come back to haunt him. So let's say he gets the the watch to back him, and then all of a sudden the Empire puts up a picture of his face. You know what I mean? Because that would mean he took his helmet off in front of people or in front of something. Even and he may, that may come that may come down the road may become a, a a problem for him, with with the empire and whatnot. It could be. So I was like, ooh. All right, so let's move on to a uh, a drink with uh, Valen Hess. Um, so Valen Hess really does a shakedown. Um, he kind of I want to say he uh, I'm gonna say he actually kind of has like a uh, a sense that something's up. It seems like to me. Like he had like a uh, like just because of the way that they that uh, especially maybe Mayfield or Mayfeld was acting, you know, trying walking in and out of the bar, 
that he went up to and then he sees Mando come in and act kind of nervous. He seemed like he was really shaking him down. He's like, what's your TK number? Who are you? You know, and even Mando is, is stumbling because number one, he has his helmet off and I think that's what he's really thinking about and he's not really thinking logically and Mayfield has to actually confront his own fears and come in and save Mando about that. Um, what'd you think about that, Gabby? Um, well, to start off, um, I don't, like, I don't know, like, it's just, I don't know, I, I agree with you, but there's something else I can't put my finger on about it. Okay, so do you think that, uh, do you think he knows, do you think he thinks something's up the whole time, or do you think he's just messing with Yeah, I obviously thought that. Okay, alright, that's cool. Brian, what do you think? You think they're yeah, he definitely he definitely noticed the bald headed guy walk in and then walk right back out of the mess hall. So, yeah, with maybe Mayfeld, you could see that you could you watch him look up from his table and kind of get a puzzled look on his face, like why did that guy just do that? Yeah, and, he, and that's and that's what sparked his interest in in Mando when he was walking in. Yeah, and I th I think if they hadn't done that, he would have had no idea who uh, Mayfeld even was. Yeah. I, I agree. I think he would have just been because he would have just been another number and he never would have, you know, caught on or anything. So, yeah, I think this full shakedown is a result of that. And eventually, though, Mayfeld actually covers for him really well. And, uh, you know, they actually sit down and have the drink. And he's like, he even calls him Brown Eyes, which I was like, whoa, you just called Mando Brown Eyes, the guy you're completely scared of. <laughs> and, now, yeah. and now you're calling him Brown Eyes. I'm like, ooh, um, which I thought was funny. Um, so, and then we get into the whole conversation and like you said, you can see this bubbling up in Mayfeld this whole time when he brings up Operation Cinder. Now I'll give you a little bit of the, uh, geek background on Operation Cinder. Um, that is the orders that the emperor gave should he ever, ever die. It was kind of, it's like a revenge order. It's a taped order. Like these, he has these like robots with a holographic face of the emperor that go around giving out his last it's like his last will and testament orders and cinder the cinder operation operation cinder is was the burning of worlds so they put like these satellites in space around these planets and these satellites mess with the weather of the planets to such a degree that it becomes like a like a uh, it's its own weapon the weather is a weapon against the the cities and it would it destroyed the landscapes of these planets and the cities a lot of the cities which is where I think Mayfeld was when all this went down, and somehow he survived it. And, and you looked, you looked it up. Yeah, I looked all this up, and the so they got these plant, you know, they put all these like weather satellites in orbit, and it just created havoc. And they kind of end up using it as like a weapon of mass destruction. So it would like go across the land and destroy cities, let the whole land, everything. It was like the Emperor's revenge, right? If you will. Um, you know, basically saying that if the pawn can't protect the king, then the pawns need to perish. You know, that was kind of the the, the mentality. Yeah, like I'm, I'm taking you with me. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so that that's what that's what Operation Cinder is. So when he's talking about that, that's what he's talking about. And then this burn, burning con is a planet that was like that. It was actually a mining town, I think, even before the Empire, and then for the Empire. And then this Operation Cinder hit it. And it was already a damaged planet for the mining. And then this came through and made it even worse. Um, so that's the background, a little bit of background story on that. And so, uh, you know, this is, and then we get into the whole thing and uh, we find out that not only did all this happen, but it's Valen Hess who actually ordered, probably ordered the city destroyed with his own troops in that city. Um, you know, so that tells you the, the degree, you know, you know, uh, this the sick mindedness that you know you're going to kill your own troops just to win the battle. Uh, yeah, the the, the extreme extreme disconnect between yeah. the leader and the leader and the troops. Yeah, yeah, extreme disconnect and no value of life whatsoever. And it, you know, and and, and it, you, this is where you know you they they draw the line between people who are just in bad situations like Mayfeld is, and the in the actual evil in real you know where this guy he goes on and on and on about you know uh well they're heroes of the empire like you were saying and and it's it's all for the greater good and 
there's going to be, you know, and then he goes into the whole, he comes into the, the, the new, philo what I think is the philosophy of the Empire at this point in time in the Star Wars timeline. And when he says, you know, people don't really want freedom, they want order. And right. He said, we're going to create so much havoc with this Rhydonium that we've, you guys brought us. That we're gonna we're gonna create so much havoc with that that they're gonna come back they're gonna want order so badly that they're gonna welcome us with open arms and that's his mentality which I think is kind of the empire's mentality at this point in time. What do you think, Brian? Well, yeah, I mean that's the same thing with like even the new world order. Yes, you know, it, order from chaos. Mm -hmm. So you create that you create that chaos. People are gonna flock to wherever the order is. Correct. Regardless of, regardless of who's leading. Right. And that's exactly what this is. Is if you create enough chaos across the galaxy, mm -hmm. people are going to flock to whoever is creating the the most calm place for them. Right, because they want to live. They they don't want the the chaos. They don't want to have to constantly be looking over their shoulder and wondering what's going to happen next. You know, right. The uncertainty, the fear, which is how the empire, it's how the emperor rules, it's how the empire rules, is through fear. It creates fear. Um, so it's just uh, it just shows you how evil he was and. Um, and then he and I was glad to see him executed. I was glad to, I was sorry to see the actor go, but, but he definitely deserved to be executed. What do you think, Gabby? Do you think did you? I know he you deserved said, to be executed, but I feel like he could have been like a bigger like um a future bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see him being a future bad guy and someone like rescuing him after he got shot down by like um. Mayfeld, so you know, right? So, all right, so let's move on to uh, blasting their way out of the refinery. Um, first of all, I thought there was some really cool uh, sharpshooting by Fennec and Kara uh, teaming up. Um, they're both pretty damn good sharpshooters. What'd you think, yep. Brian? Yeah, they were really, they were really good. Yeah, um, and then, um I liked how Mayfield used uh, Boba's Tusken Raider rifle to destroy the Rhydon shipments too. I thought I was like, "That's that's brilliant." Um, you know, of all the things to use, the most simple blaster rifle to set up this huge powder keg that actually took the refinery up with them. You know, right. really showing that he has no love for the Empire or the philosophy of the Empire. You know, he, he's he's showing himself to be more and more of a good guy that was just in a bad situation than than he even a guy that's maybe middle of the road, you know, on some things. He's, he's starting to show, you know, that he could be a good guy in the going forward, I think, even. And mm -hmm. then and then the, the, the coolest thing, I don't know about you, um, I love the Sonic uh, the Sonic Depth Charge from Slave, that Slave 1 used. Uh, yeah, I really like that. I kind of I had a feeling it was going to be something like that, but I would, wasn't sure it was going to be this big Sonic, like, you know, with, with you had the whole. If I had my sound up on my TV, I'm sure it would have sounded even better. But it was, yeah. You know, you know, it was. It, is that the same sound when the Death Star broke, broke up? No, no. But we do see uh, if you go all the way back to Episode Two. If you remember when Obi Wan Kenobi is chasing at that time Jango Fett and Boba Fett in Slave One, he releases the same seismic depth charges, and they're like okay. in an asteroid field, and it breaks the asteroids into even more smaller asteroids kind of deals are going down to geonosis right right so this is a great it was a great callback and a great use and i i always loved that 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 scene in uh episode two for the just for the sound effect and for the you know obviously the visual and to see him use this it's a great callback um and just the, the power that that but boba fett has in slave one you know all the extra the goodies and the the extra stuff you know which I think we, we all come to love and know, right? So, right. So, um, and then of course Mayfield earns his his fake death, which I thought was interesting. I thought you know, I thought he was going to go with him. I think this is where you and I both said, you know, this didn't go exactly how we thought it was going to go. They just they released him, said that we'll report you as dead to the Republic, but he ended up staying on the planet, which I thought was a little strange. What do you think, B? Well, yeah, I definitely thought it was strange. Um, I would have thought that he would have went with them to look for mm -hmm. uh, the kid, uh, with, especially with his uh, imperial expertise. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I, don't get me wrong; I'm glad that he was able to get a, a second chance at everything. Yeah, 
and you know they're saying oh he was pronounced dead you know yeah in 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 the efforts um i don't know i i just is kind of like i said he kind of caught me off guard i really i really really expected him to be part of the uh Baby or baby? Oh gosh! What'd baby or the breakout crew? Yeah, the breakout crew, the Grogu, Grogu uh, breakout crew. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, he may end up being uh, uh, the. I could see him end up being like the sheriff of that little little town or whatever, helping him get rid of the rest of the the empire or something. If we come back to him, because I don't think we've seen the end of him. Um, in fact, the more I think about it, and I'm going to speculate for a minute. You know, we got all we last. Last night we had the whole podcast on all the new shows that are coming out, and one of them is the uh, was it Rangers of the New Republic, mm-hmm. and I can definitely see this guy being ex Imperial because I think the Rangers are going to fighting the what's left of the Imperial remnant at least on the show to some degree, and I can definitely see these talents paying off in that kind of a show to see him as a Ranger, especially if he gets that cool backpack back that where he had the third gun, maybe get like two guns coming up now, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty sweet, I think. If that, uh, I don't know. What do you think about him being used in, uh, in that, in that capacity, Brian? Yeah, well, I really, I, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think he could definitely be a ranger. Yeah, I think he'd be a badass he, ranger too. I, I think he, he definitely has that. He does. He definitely has that um, loyalty to his group. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a big thing for rangers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely, I could definitely see him being um, a ranger going forward. Yeah, especially if he gets like a. Uh, do you remember in the Clone Wars the uh, bounty hunter Cad Bane, and he had that like straight cowboy hat, kind of mm-hmm. like it was round. Uh, if he had put that on with those backpacks, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Something, yeah, something along that, that would make him look like a, like a real kind of like a ranger kind of feel and look to it. I think, um, and then. Uh, so let's talk about the uh, the last the last scene, which I I love this scene. Talk about we, this whole episode. We've been turning everything you know around and using it and looking at it from a different point of view. And what does you know what does Mando do to get Gideon to come out of hiding and come after him? He uses his own speech against him. It's that whole speech that that he, it's the same speech that Moff gave to them in episode 8 the climax of episode 8 you know when he said you have no idea what this child means to me i'm going to get him back he's it's verbatim his speech just to goat and get Gideon pissed off to come after him um what do you think of that Brian i thought that dynamic i just thought that was the coolest you know it's like a call out in wrestling or something what do you think Brian, B, yeah, you, you with me? Yep, I'm trying to think about the. So you think Gideon will? Uh, did you the, 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 did you the speech? Like I was trying to, trying to I was trying to think back on how the speech actually went. Yeah, it, well, it, it was you know you don't know what this child means to me. Uh, no, it's uh, how this, much that it's this child means more to me than you will ever know. Yes, there you go. Very yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it was it was very it was very, um, and you could tell it got under under his skin too. Oh yeah, he's getting he's pissed. He's got a, he's got a glare at him. And, yeah, and he's he's done the he's done the wrestling call out. It's you know because they're like, how are we gonna get Gideon to come to us? And sure enough, he's gonna come to him now. Yeah, hundred um, percent. It's gonna be pretty cool. I wonder if he'll be arrogant enough to bring the child with him just to gloat that and hold that over Mando said. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will because I'm sure it's going to be one of those um, uh, it, it's, a, it's a trap type of things where they're going to let him come onto the ship Yeah. and then it'll be a big lockdown and yeah. they'll let them fight their way out. Absolutely. And, and again, I can't give enough credit to this because if there's anything that's going, they can use against Moff Gideon against him, it's his own ego. Because this guy thinks mm-hmm. he's the next coming of Darth Vader. He walks like Darth yes. Vader. He's got the whole, you know. Yes, yes, he does. He, he's got that whole bravado. So I was just like, ooh, perfect. And I thought, what a perfect ending. Um, all right. Um, Gabby, you know what? Let's get into final thoughts and grades. So what did you think of this episode overall? Um, well, the, like 
Okay, so the mid the middle of the uh, episode where you you didn't talk about this part, but where um okay. the Mandalorian was fighting the pirates off and stuff. Yes. I didn't really like that part to be honest. So that was probably where my um, thoughts about this episode went down. Okay. But um rather than that, I love this episode, especially the ending. Okay. Um. So what would you, if you had to give it a letter grade, A, B, C, D, what would you give it? B plus. B plus? Okay. That's fair. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll stick. I like that B plus. I, I'm going to go B plus, A minus, actually, somewhere in between. Um, not as good as the last couple episodes we've had, uh, but definitely it was a one of those certain point of views, turning it around, Mayfield, you know, becoming, you know, this good guy that before this episode, I would have said that, that, that Bill... Is it Bill Barr? Is that the Bill the Burr? Bill Burr. I always want to yeah. say Barr. Uh, Bill Burr. I wasn't sure if he that character was a real good fit in Star Wars, maybe. But after watching this episode and how they developed the character and really, you know, given us that kind of twist and that turn and shown us, you know, the different possibilities, I think, I think I'm gonna really gonna like this character, especially if he ends up in the Rangers. I think of the New Republic. Um, so, from that perspective and everything else, the had enough action in it. I thought, um, you know, I thought it was it was a pretty cool episode. And, and then to see Mando deal with his beliefs and and, uh, and having to break those beliefs for for Grogu and, and really showing the sacrifice there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go definitely a B plus A minus. Uh, Brian, what did you think? Um, I'll definitely go with an A minus A minus to A. Okay. Um, I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed um, I enjoyed the hand to hand combat. Um, the fact that he didn't have his armor on it. And while he was fighting, point. you know, while, while, while he was fighting, he realized he didn't have his armor on because mm. he, he got hit. And he goes, ow. You know what I mean? Like it was like, <laughs> it was pretty funny. And you know, they're fighting and everything else. Um, I really like the, the reverse, um, like the empire cheering him on empire coming in for the, you know, for the save. <laughs> yep. Um, I don't think I could deal with that all the time, but I really like, I like the fact that, you know, the world doesn't revolve around the rebels. Right. You know that there is, there is, there is that other aspect that you can look at. You know, it reminds you of the, the, you know, Democrats and Republicans. You know, there is that other aspect where this is their beliefs. So they're, they're, you know, they're fighting for their beliefs and they're cheering on their guys. Mm -hmm. Even though, you know, as you know, as Star Wars fans, we're always fighting for the, for the rebels. Right. You know, there are those people who want that 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 system of calmness and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know. Order. out of the chaos you know bringing the order mm -hmm. and you know and I, I and i really like the i really like the what are we calling the mtt's the mtt's yeah we're calling them transport troopers mining mining, mining, train. mining, mining transport, transport troopers yeah that looks i really cool. like that and i really yeah. like the the mud trooper yep mud trooper that, the return that that Something yeah that one. grit mm -hmm. um and you know the, the whole that, that that whole aspect of it, I really would have liked to have seen, um, like we talked about more of like a, like a prison break type type episode. Yeah, that would have been cool. Um, but I, I could deal with this. This was pretty neat. Okay, copy. Yeah, definitely. All right, so that's our episode. But before we go, if you like what you saw here and you like this episode and you want to see more of us, the best place to go is www.themumber4midwestguys.com. Everything's on there. Uh, everything's listed in the order that we release it. Uh, if you want to watch the individual YouTube videos, there's links for the audio only as well. There's links to our Podbean and our XML for the audio only if you'd like to subscribe. You can follow, like, and subscribe. For, there's links to Facebook, to YouTube, to Twitter, to all of that stuff. It's all there. It's a one-stop shop. Your best place to go is the number four midwestguys.com uh if you like uh however just on facebook we're on facebook.com slash the number four midwest guys uh twitter we're at uh number four or at the number four midwest guys um brian i'll uh turn it back over to you uh, i know you got promotion that you want to do so i'm switch it on over as soon as gary puts your helmet back on okay so you want to tell us about your new channel oh uh, yeah so i, I have uh, gone thrifting 859 Okay. Where uh, me and my dad are uh, doing the whole uh, thrifting and eBay reselling, we're going to start doing some videos over there. I already did a uh, Pokemon uh, unboxing, where uh, you know I was I was able to pull a couple uh, pretty decent price cards. I think the most, my most expensive one was a fifty dollar card I pulled out of the box. Wow. Um, 
but we'll do some unboxing of those cards. Uh, one thing I'm going to start doing uh, once a week is something called Pack Wars, hmm. um, where it, it's either going to be um, you know some kind of some kind of card, whether it be uh, baseball, basketball, football, or Pokemon, or possibly you know I don't know if they even have them anymore, but they used to have Star Wars cards. They did. I I don't know. They they seem to only come out around the movies. I don't know if they do. Yeah. Them, so we'll we'll know. see what they have out. Um, Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll basically what we'll do is we'll do a uh, we'll sit down either like me and my daughter or maybe me and you mm-hmm. or me and my dad mm-hmm. we'll do a uh, like either three four or five packs versus three four or five packs and we'll see who pulls the better look either better looking cards or the neatest card we think between the two of us or um, and there's a bunch of ways to do it Pokemon they do hit points mm-hmm. um, you know or we could do value it's you know it's up in the air but. It's something we could do. Um, just keep things moving. Uh, easy, easy. Put out for videos and things of that nature. Sure. Uh, but that's that's Dawn Thrifting eight five nine. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel out there with, um, and I we I have been putting up links on the uh, on Facebook as well. So okay, be sure to check us out. Sounds awesome, dude. And uh, yeah, I look yes, forward to that. Here. So let me know when you want to do that. Um, yeah, and if you hear in background noise, that's our, our Roomba going off in the background. It's vacuuming the kitchen, making a bunch of noise. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, uh, and Brian, where can they find you on Twitter and social media and all that fun stuff? Oh, yeah, you can find me, my personal one, at Eggzone mm-hmm. over on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the underscore real underscore ink. Okay. And uh, that's about it. All right. And you can find my personal on Twitter and Stardust at BeWilly1977. If you like the behind-the-scenes kind of stuff, we need to kind of catch that up with some more pictures and stuff. But if you like behind-the-scenes kind of stuff, uh, we put that on our Instagram account. That's the number four underscore Midwest underscore guys. You drop us an email, email at the number four Midwest guys at gmail.com. And then our newest thing is the fan voicemail line. That's one, If you dial 1-859-363-5952, you'll hear my lovely voice and you just leave your name your number and uh what you're talking about and your comment and if we really like the comment you find yourself online this is really a cool way to uh to voice what you guys like maybe what you don't like and what and if there's anything on the other shows or things of your interest that maybe you want us to review or do or talk about this is the best way to do it so uh make sure you reach out to us again that's one 859 all right, Gabby, put your helmet back on, honey, because we're going to say goodbye. Why do you keep doing it? This is what we do, honey. All right, so that is, that's it for us in this week. And, uh, Brian, I want to thank you for joining us, dude. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. And, Gabriella, thanks again. Thanks for being on with us. Really appreciate it. Bye, my dudes. All right, and I am B. Willie, your host, saying may the force be with you always.